It was supposed to be a camping trip to make memories, a couple of mates, a campfire, talking shit into the night. Jake was leaving for a new job, heading to a town none of us had ever been to. We were excited, sure, maybe a bit jealous, but we were proud of what you'd accomplished in a phone interview, to get out of this shitty small town. We packed up light, snack, food and beer. In hindsight, not a great idea, but we were young and dumb, more interested in a good time than staying warm or decent meals. By the time we arrived to our suite, it was boarding on dusk. We hurriedly set up a fire, pitching the measly tents we had brought, cracking a couple of cold cans. When we finally settled down, gathered a camp chairs around the roaring fire, stars pinpricked in the sky, looking like confetti above about to rain down on us at any time. We all drank too much, and in the early hours of the morning, we stumbled into our respective tents. I woke to the sun streaming in through the unzipped tent. I blinked at it a few times, adjusting to the brightness. Outside it was eerily quiet. Our fire was still smouldering. Empty beer cans littered the ground. The car sat where it had been parked, wet with morning dew. I called out a few times and then I began checking the tents which were all empty. There was nothing out of place, no signs of a struggle. It looked like they had just woken up during the night and wandered off. I checked my phone, there was no reception. I didn't know what else to do, so I did what I could. I waited. By mid-morning it was hot, and I heard a peep from no one. Even the forest seemed silent. I had wondered how populated the area would be, looking at it on the map when I picked it out. It seemed secluded. It seemed safe. And for me, for what I needed to get done, it had been absolutely perfect. I took one last look around the campsite, carefully putting out the smouldering fire, making sure the tents hadn't turned to ash as I made my way to the car. In my pocket, Jake's license, his apartment key. Everyone had always said how much we looked alike. Even though our lives were the total opposite, we could have been brothers. Maybe if I had been born to the right family. I focused on remembering the good times with my mates, ignoring the most recent memories of slipping a lethal amount of sleeping pills in their beers, while I remained sober. I tried to forget the hole, how long it had taken to dig in the forest floor, while containing my excitement of leaving the shitty town and starting a new job in a town I've never been to. I'm 19 and my sister was 20 and we went on a camping trip recently. I was really excited, but it went downhill fast. For context, my sister, let's call her V, recently broke up with her now ex-boyfriend. She was extremely depressed, so I suggested going on a camping trip. She always loved those when we were younger. She agreed, but now I wonder if she went because I wanted to. I feel extremely awful. V was seemingly normal when we arrived, maybe a little less talkative, but I understood why. She barely said a word until a few hours later. She said she was tired and wanted to sleep. I laughed at her and responded, Really? I'm usually the one who sleeps first. It's literally 4pm. I immediately regretted saying that. Her whole facial expressions changed. 
America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And a sense of unnerving dread was burning me alive. Her calm, slight smile changed to a dead, lifeless stare. Well, you can sleep if you want. I'll just be bored alone, I sighed. This was unlike her. The sense of dread had gone away as her little smile came back. She thanked me and immediately laid down. I left the cabin to take a walk around. I barely had any service, but I still managed to text my friend, William, and tell him about how weird V was acting. Her response, which I had expected, was that she was probably tired from being stressed out. I felt the same sense of dread fill my lungs as I struggled to breathe. I heard a noise, like a croaking frog, and turned around. V was on all fours and staring up at me. What the fuck? I fell down in shock. When I showed any reaction towards her, V immediately ran away. Like a deceased animal, I can only describe as she was limping away. When I finally regained myself, I ran back to the cabin, only to be met with V sleeping, as if she had never left the cabin in the first place. V, what the fuck was that? When she awoke, she asked me what I was talking about. Let me look at your hands. She refused. Let me look. She slapped me, I could feel the dirt and grass in my face. She started pleading with me and saying it was a mistake, but anger overwhelmed me. Before I even knew what I was doing, I had locked her inside the cabin and I was driving down the road. It's been about two weeks since then and the guilt has overwhelmed me. So I'm asking you guys, am I the asshole? Should I go back and free her? I used to camp in the backyard with my little sister whenever our parents fought. They didn't fight much, but when they did, it was World War III and we were the refugees. I'd set up the tent while mum and dad shouted in the kitchen. I'd start a fire in our fire pit and the argument inside would bolster. All the while, Maggie sat in the fence and watched me set up camp. As dark as those days were, I always had fun camping with Maggie. We always played Monopoly. I let her be the car and she showed me mercy every time I landed on the boardwalk. Whenever we camped, we'd pick back up where we left off. No one ever won. Sometimes we sat by the fire and made up scary stories, but we always gave them cheerful endings. The monster in the closet was just a jacket. The girl wasn't missing, she just went to the park. The trail of blood was just a horrific catch-up accident. One summer night, I was setting up camp again. Maggie sat on the fence eating a popsicle and mum screamed and dad inside. The fire was taking some time to get started. When I finally got it going, I said, Let there be light. Then I looked up expecting to see a smile on Maggie's face. But I didn't see her at all. She didn't fall behind the fence. She didn't go inside with mum and dad. She wasn't at a friend's house. She wasn't at the park. She wasn't anywhere. 
I'd gone to the park every day after that night. When school started back up, every day became once a week. When I went off to college, once a week became once a month. It's been 10 years since Maggie disappeared, and I still wonder if the screams I heard that day weren't mums. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, um, I believe a comment with what your favourite story was. Also subscribe if you haven't, it would be really appreciated. And I hope you all have a good night, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.